We're in the midst of an intense raging battle and I've got the sense that many of us are showing up wearing flip-flops. Now say you were heading out into a war, what would you gear up with? You'd throw on your helmet, you'd probably have some form of Kevlar body armor, you'd throw on your army boots, you'd grab a, uh, a pretty intense gun and you'd go in ready to engage, ready to fight, ready to give everything that you've got. Could you imagine a soldier heading off to the front lines in Syria and they're showing up wearing flip-flops, a pair of shorts, a t-shirt, and they're carrying a beach towel? That's not going to turn out well. Flip-flops are horrible. Have you ever tried running backwards in flip-flops? It, it doesn't work. Turning tight corners, you're going to be sliding all over the place. If you were to show up, a Canadian soldier were to show up in battle wearing flip-flops, it would not go well. In fact, they would probably perish. And yet, that's how many of us are showing up in the battle that we are in the midst of. We're in the fight of our lives, and yet, we're engaging wearing flip-flops and God is saying to us he's saying whoa hold on I've got more for you here I've equipped you for this fight I can help you be ready to go you do not need to fight like this your flip-flops they just aren't going to cut it I'm going to invite you now at this point to read our text for this Sunday this is our last week in the book of Ephesians I'm, I'm a big fan I love Ephesians and uh, I've really enjoyed working through it over the last number of months and this is our last Sunday in the book of Ephesians. So turn to Ephesians chapter 6 looking at verses 10 to 24. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 24. Just go ahead, pause the video, give it to read on your Bible, on your phone, Google it if you're not sure. Ephesians 6 10 to 24. So we're in a battle. It's pretty clear from this text. Verse 12 it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. It's against the rulers and the authorities. It's against the powers of this dark world. And it's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Life is a struggle. It always is. But I think that right now in the midst of this COVID-19 season that we're in, we're maybe feeling it a little bit more intensely. Our personal struggles with sin are amplified, I think, during this time. The ways that we try to numb our feelings or nub our, our pain or frustration are, are maybe more, there's a stronger pull towards these unhealthy, destructive ways that we numb all of that. We're in the midst of really important conversations about race, about justice, about politics. And it's felt like a battle. That's what I felt anyway. How, how have you experienced that? And Satan your greatest enemy is looking to destroy you in this time. He's using the spiritual forces that are at his command. He's rallying his troops and he is seeking to attack you. He wants to draw you into the evil ways of the world rather than having you walk in obedience to the way of Jesus. Satan wants to keep the blinders on you in terms of how the actions of uh, the actions over the generations have often pushed people to the margins and kept them on the sidelines. Satan wants to pit you against your family and your friends. Satan wants to drown you in despair. Satan wants you to doubt God. He wants you so badly to walk away from your faith in Christ. We have an enemy that is constantly fighting against us in a whole host of different ways. But God's got us in this battle. God is equipping us 
for this battle. God will show us how to fight well in the midst of this battle where we have this enemy fighting against us and we're showing up in flip-flops. Showing up in flip-flops, just coasting along, not realizing how much is at stake. And God says, all right, I want to gear you up. I want to get you ready for the battle. Here is the armor that you're going to need. So I'm going to share with you now four keys, four keys to knowing how to fight this battle well. So the first key, first of all, stand firm for God has won. That's the first thing you got to know. We are not actually in an offensive war. We're not trying to take more territory. God's already won. We're not trying to accomplish something that hasn't already been accomplished. At the cross and at the resurrection of Jesus, God pronounced victory. God declared victory. God enacted enacted victory once and for all over sin and evil. And Revelation chapter 12, verse 12 tells us that Satan knows this full well. It says he is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Satan knows that he's defeated. He knows that he's losing and he's trying to take down as many people with him as possible. So picture a fortress on a hill, strong castle walls, picture a kingdom behind this fortress and, and, and picture that uh, it's, it's up high. It can have, it has a great view of the land. This is where you want to be. Your status is already established. Picture this strong fortress in a good spot. That's us. We've got it made. God has called us his kids. He has said, you're my sons, my daughters. He said, I've forgiven you. He's given us an inheritance. He's called us saints. We are saved. We are good to go as we await the full arrival of God's kingdom. We are in a position of strength as the declared victors in this battle. And that's why the text tells us to stand firm. We're not trying to advance forward. We're standing firm in what God has already accomplished for us. Verse 13 and 14, they say, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And having done everything to stand... God's already welcomed you and He's already given authority. You are on the winning team. But now Satan is trying to tear you down. He's trying to pull you down from the fortress that God has set up for you. And so in this battle, stand firm in what Jesus has said over you. Hold on to that. Grasp that as your identity. That's a key piece for fighting in this battle well. The second key in this battle is that we need to fight in God's strength Fight in God's strength, not yours. So my my daughter Hannah is three years old. Now when you're three years old, you like to help out with stuff, but you're not always the best at it yet. You're not strong. You don't have the the manual skills necessarily. So she's not all that good at helping out sometimes when she wants to. And a, a prime example is taking out the compost. The older three siblings, this is one of their chores. They don't love doing it, but Hannah, because she's kind of new at all this stuff, she's pumped. She wants to take out the compost. So she lugs the bin out there. It's a bit of a task, but she can do it. She gets to the rail of the compost bin and she can't lift the bucket over top. Now, when you're three, sometimes you don't want a lot of help. And so you can struggle and struggle and fight and it's not going to end well. Usually she ends up dumping out the compost and making a mess of herself and she gets frustrated and she's in tears. She's not tall enough and it doesn't go well. Now, 
if she were to ask for help, then dad could come along. Dad is taller. Dad is stronger. Dad is wiser. He knows how to do this easily. And dad could grab the bin and guide her little hands and together we could lift it over and she could have this proud moment of accomplishment and joy in completing the task. But that's often not what a three-year-old wants. She wants to do it on her own. Now this is a good metaphor for life. When we're in this battle, so often we are bound, we are bent, we are determined to do it on our own. We want to grind it out. We want to show that we're capable, that we're sufficient, that we're strong. And we leave God out of the picture. I've got news for you. If this is your approach, you are going to fail. If this is our approach, you are going to fail. Satan does have power. Satan is tricky. Satan is scheming. And on your own, Satan will destroy you and your faith. You need to reach up to God and you need to ask for help. That's why verse 10, it says, finally be strong, not on yourself, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power so that you can take your stand. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. It's God's strength. It's not yours. So often, we're out there fighting on our own in our flip-flops and God's got a lot more to give you. He's got His strength. He's got His weapons, His armor to give you what you need for this fight. There's a fellow named J.D. Greer who I think says it really well. He says, if dependence is the objective then weakness becomes an advantage. Beware of your strengths, not your weaknesses, because your strengths are the places that you are most likely to ignore God. Your strengths are the places that you're most likely to ignore God. Isn't that the truth? It's in our weakness that we look to God and we're like, oh my goodness, I need help. It's when we look down and we're like, shoot, I showed up in flip-flops. I can't do this on my own. God, I need you and your armor to strengthen me for this battle. So the second point, it's in God's strength, not your own, that you will be able to fight this battle. And third, put on the armor that God is handing you. Your flip-flops and your beach towel aren't going to cut it. God has the gear that you're going to need. And so verse 13 to 17 says, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil has come, you will be able to stand your ground And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the belt and sorry, and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is your armor. Are you actively engaged in putting it on? Or are you just chilling out in flip-flops? I'm not going to dive into a full discourse on each one of these pieces of the armor, but I'm going to ask, are you intentionally growing in these ways? So many of us, we, we wonder why we're struggling in life. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I lashing out in this way? Why is this life such a challenge? We wonder. And it's puzzling because we're just chilling out in our flip-flops. We're not engaging with God. We're not creating that space. We're not putting on the tools that He's given us. And we struggle and we wonder why. And God's like, hey, listen, like, like here's my armor. Take it. I want to equip you. But we just show up and we chill out in our flip-flops. We're not arming up. 
So, as you address your addictions with a counselor, you're going to need this armor. As you aim to love your spouse and to live with a posture of submission, as we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks, you're going to need this armor. As you engage in conversations and take steps toward reconciliation with people on the margins, you're going to need this armor. So this armor, you're you're going to need to learn and to hold on to God's truth. Satan wants to lead you into false ideas. I see it all the time. People grabbing onto the ideas of the world that are contrary to what God has revealed to us. Just like in the Garden of Eden, Satan's greatest question is, did God really say that? We need to learn to hold on to God's truth. Putting on the belt of truth buckled around our waists. You're going to need righteousness. You're going to need to walk in obedience to the commands of God. You're going to need to invite in God's peace to your heart so that you're ready to go, so that you're not drowning in in, uh, guilt, so that you're not drowning in fear, but walking in peace, ready to go, following Jesus wherever Jesus is calling you. You're going to need to have faith to trust in God's activity. Satan wants you to think, good heavens, God's abandoned me. He's not at work. What's going on? You need to place your faith in God that He is at work, that He's accomplishing His purposes even when you can't see it. Satan's arrows are flying at you. He's tossing lies at you day after day after day after day. You need that shield of faith, trusting in God to protect you from those arrows. The helmet of salvation as I, as I reflected on earlier, God has saved you from your sin. He's called you His children. He's given you a place of honor within His kingdom. Hold on to those promises. Say, I am saved. I've been forgiven for my sins. I'm a child of the Most High God. Claim those promises. Put on the helmet of salvation. And last, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Learn the Bible. What God has spoken to us and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in this truth. The Holy Spirit revealed these words of Scripture. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in understanding them and living them out again. So often we wonder why we struggle when we don't even do the work of diving into God's Word to hear what He has to say about situations. It's ridiculous. We show up in flip-flops. We wonder why we're losing. And God's like, here, here, here's some weapons. Take on the fight. And we're like, ah, no, my flip-flops are fine. And then we wonder why we're struggling. Stop fighting in your flip-flops. Put on the armor that God is handing to you with grace. God wants to give these gifts to you. And the fourth key that we see here is an invitation to pray in the Spirit. Verse 18, it says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Prayer is key in this battle. And it's not just a rhyming off all of our list of things that we need God to do or ways we want to see God at work. Praying in the Spirit. This is a conversation with the Holy Spirit. As a follower of Jesus, the Spirit of God is right here within you. And so you can have this conversation. Invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Do you listen in the midst of your prayers? Invite the Holy Spirit to guide you in your prayers so that you would know what to pray for. Listen for images, for words, for ideas from God that will direct you. Pray in the Spirit. Invite Him into this instead of just showing up, saying your things, and that's it. Pray in the Spirit. So there you have it. 
There are some keys to fighting in this battle well, to taking this next step out of our flip-flops and into the full armor that God has for us to, to fight this battle well. As I'm preaching this, I'm thinking of a friend of mine right now who's actually in the coming weeks is going to be entering the battle of their life. They're going to be entering into the battle of their life. It's going to be a hard, um, crazy hard journey. It's going to involve a big, big risk. There's going to be moments of despair. There's going to be moments of doubt. There's going to be moments of wondering if this is going to work out okay. There's going to be, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I'm not going to dive in further, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be crazy hard. Satan's going to be hounding him. Satan's been trying to destroy this person and their family. Satan's going to be all over them. It's going to be the scariest thing that my friend has ever done. And I know that if this person relies on their strength, it's not going to go well. But I also know as we look in this text that if this friend of mine can put on the armor of God, can welcome God in, can say, God, I'm going to walk with you in this. I'm going to take on these tools that you've given me to fight Satan because I know he wants to destroy me. I'm not going to have any of it. And God has written a different story for me. This will turn out very differently. There will be victory. There will be restoration. And I'm excited to see how this story unfolds. And so I think of my friend. I think of the battles that I'm encountering in my life. I think of, as I know for many of you, as you struggle through these times, God has given you what you need to make it through. God has given you what you need to make it through. So gear up. Gear up. You can do this. God gives you these things because He has full expectation that with His presence and with His tools, you are going to make it. So the keys to fighting well in this battle. First, stand firm because God's already won. Second, it's God's strength. It's not yours. Third, put on the armor that God is handing you. And fourth, be praying in the Spirit along the way. Get out of those flip-flops. And gear up. God's got us. He's going to carry us and He's inviting us to participate and to prepare to head into battle. This is the battle of our lives. This is the battle that everything depends on. This is the battle. Will we flounder or will we rise up in victory, joy, and in the strength of the Lord? I'm excited to see how this battle unfolds for us. Let's take a moment and pray together. God, thank You. That again, you shed light into the situations through your word, the situations that, that we experience. We're not just kind of flailing about trying to figure out, well, what's happening here? You told us this was going to be hard. You told us what we need to fight well. And, and so we thank you for that, God. And I pray for each person who listens to this message that you would give us the strength and the courage that you need, that you would fill us with your truth, that you would give us uh, the peace that we need, that you would give us the faith that we need. Thank you that we can hold on to the salvation that you've given us. God, we have, man, w- w- God, what you accomplished in the cross and the resurrection makes all of the difference for us. Thank you. And I ask, God, that you would open our eyes, that we would see in these situations, God, when we're struggling, that it's not against flesh and blood, it's not against our own bodies, it's not against uh, the people around us. We're not fighting people but that we would be able to see behind the curtain for the ways that Satan's at work. God, give us the eyes to see that. Give us the eyes to see that. Thank you that we don't fight alone. Fill us with your Spirit so that we would fight well for your glory, that your name would be made great, that your kingdom would come, and that we would thrive with you as your children. And we pray all of this in the name of the Father, 
and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much for joining with this, uh, this teaching. We're going to be gathering on uh, Sunday morning at the park, the pavilion in Zurich, as I mentioned earlier. Come out and join us. We're going to have uh, you know, physical, physical distancing in effect and, and uh, safety measures, but uh, looking forward to gathering either at 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock, and then the next number of weeks. Uh, I'm going to be on holidays, but we've got a couple people preaching. First, Dennis Eastup. So good to hear from him. Again, Pastor Dennis. And then we're going to be hearing from Samantha Steckley. Just pray for her as she prepares. This is a, a, a step for her in terms of her kind of exploring the gifting that God has given her in, uh, in declaring, declaring God's word. And then, and then third of all, the team from Multiply, the Mennonite Brethren Mission Agency, Philip Serez, with a bunch of mission workers from around the world, from Iran and Myanmar and Toronto and Germany uh, and I think Iraq. Yeah, anyway, some good messages coming up and I'll see you all in a, in a couple of weeks Uh, God's at work. Let's fight well. He's given us the strength and the tools that we need. We'll see you later.